Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. Kay and I have been studying uh, 1 Kings chapter 16, 17, 18, thereabouts. And it's all a story about a kingdom of Israel, the northern kingdom of Israel. And the king there is Ahab, King mm-hmm. Ahab. This is 874 BC. And King Ahab is most probably the most evil of kings mm-hmm. that you can imagine. He, in fact, the Bible says that he provoked God more than any other king. Mm-hmm. He got rid of God's prophets, his wife, <laughs> had them massacred, her name, Jezebel. Jezebel. Yep. Imagine the two, one very evil king married to Jezebel. Mm. And the combination is awful. And he, he rebuilt the foundations of Jericho, had his two children sacrifice, one put in the foundations, one put at the gate. Just so evil. And they worshipped these uh, prophets of Baal mm-hmm. and um, as... Uh, Jezebel, she had prophets of Azura, and she even had them at her table. She said, so they were in the house. So they had displaced God, Jehovah, and they've now invited these false gods in. And Baal, as we know, is the god of fertility, rain, and Mm. dew. Mm. So uh, they would worship almost like a materialistic type god if, if it rained then the land would be fertile and their crops would be prosperous and their cattle and their sheep would be able to multiply. Mm. So this represented their wealth. This was their livelihood. This was the economy and they were worshipping it. Mm. And so this is kind of the backdrop that we have. A really evil, evil kind Mm. of time. And there's a lot of similarities even with today. You know, when I think about our, our lifestyles today, how there's a push to try and take God out of schooling, mm-hmm. take God out of uh, every aspect of life. You're not allowed to talk about him at work. You mustn't, you must be mm-hmm. careful. You're not allowed to be politically correct all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and clearly, we actually have it easy compared to some other countries in the world. Yeah, and they might have been feeling in a really hard place. And there was one man in the king's palace. Mm-hmm. His name was Obadiah, and he did love the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he managed to get a hundred of the prophets split them 50-50 and put 50 in each cave. And he went secretly feeding them and giving them water. But we learn in this story in uh, 1 Kings 18 that there's uh, one man, one last man who's prepared to stand. And this is what we want to talk about today is the last man standing. See, even though there were prophets in these caves, mm. they were voiceless because they, they were, were hiding. They were silenced. Yes. And that's what happens today in our society too. Mm. So often Christians, we feel almost silenced. Shush, don't, don't say anything mm. now, please. And, and we, we're intimidated by social media. We're intimidated by the media. Mm. There is a move and away from God towards other gods. Mm. And, and there's a drought that there we're is. experiencing, a lack of God's presence. And, th- and that's the thing about this story, just to add to everything else that's going on with the way they're being ruled is take it one step further that they are in drought because if you have a look in 1 Kings 17 Elijah pronounces to them there will be a drought 
And we are now in the third year of this drought. And the Bible clearly says this is a severe drought. In fact, Obadiah and the king, they split up and went looking for green grass, some kind of feed mm. for their animals. This is wow. how dire how it is. Yeah. And it's a reflection of actually, you know, what the prophets of Baal aren't actually providing what they thought mm. they would, is it? But just imagine Elijah, he comes to Ahab and he says, it's not going to rain. Yes. Hang on a minute. He's actually saying, your God can't provide for mm -hmm. you. Uh, my God is so much bigger than your God. He's going to shut your God. You will not get dew. You will not get rain. And the fertility that of the land that you are hoping for isn't going to happen. Mm. Who was Ahab's favorite prophet? It wasn't Elijah, was no, it? No, it wasn't. He was a very bold man. He, he was a man that really trusted the mm. word of the Lord. He did, didn't he? When he got word from the Lord to tell them it's not going to rain, he was bold enough to say mm. so. And then the next word came to Elijah, well, now that you've told them it's not going to rain, you better go and hide. First of all, God speaks to him, says, go to Ahab and say there's not going to be any rain. That's right. But God also says to Elijah, right now, I need you to go and hide. Mm -hmm. And he sends him, says, go stay by the brook and I'll get ravens and the brook will be your source of drink and food. Yeah. And then when that dried up, God said to him, go stay with a widow woman. And she'll feed you. And she'll feed. So this is a man who's used to listening to God mm -hmm. and then acting and being obedient to the voice. That's right. Didn't Stephen Gordon <laughs> both been talking about that Hearing, recently? Hearing, listening, getting close to God. Elijah was a man like that. So if you want to be the last man standing, one of the points is, our first point is, we need to be listening. We, we do. need to listen to and follow his instructions, mm -hmm. don't we? But now he gets a new word, Wayne. So we're in a severe drought and he gets word from God. And we should have a look at that scripture. 1 Kings 18 verse 1 is what he says now. The word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go and present yourself to King Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. Now he has to come out and be the last man standing. The rest of them hiding in caves. Even Obadiah is shaking in his boots, having to tell the king that Elijah is yeah. still alive because yeah. they were meant to have killed them all. Yeah. And he's saying, I want you to go and tell him who the true living God is. Claire, last man standing can be taken literally and figuratively. Mm. Literally, it refers to the last person physically standing because after everyone else has been killed, yes. there's no one else left. Soul survivor. Soul survivor. <laughs> uh, figuratively though, as well, you, you think of like, You've outlasted everyone else. Mm -hmm. It's like outlasting the pandemic. It's outlasting the financial crisis, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And here Elijah is the last man standing. Mm -hmm. There are some prophets left hiding in caves. They've been silenced. They're not able to speak. Right. He is the last one that is the last man standing that is able to talk. Mm -hmm. And he hears God speak and says, mm -hmm. right. I'm going to do it. reminds me of oh, modern a day. wrestling match. Yeah, boxing or wrestling or something like that. Yes, it's like when they have that man on the ground and yeah. the referee is counting to 10 and it's you. It has to be the last man standing in the fight. So Claire, here Elijah is the last man standing. He goes and he presents himself to, Eli uh, to King Ahab. Mm -hmm. Got a death wish about to happen. He's most probably going to be executed if they get their hands on him. Mm -hmm. How did he do it? How did he have such braveness and such courage to go in there and face the king? Well, he really had confidence in God, didn't he? Yeah. Maybe his confidence came from how he'd been taken care of for the last three years. That God was really alive to him. Yeah. 
But uh, he says, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, I will surely present myself to him today. As surely as the Lord lives, I will present. He's like, he was more aware of God standing there with Mm. him than the king. But it says that the Lord of hosts, that's the Lord of both. That's the Lord of the armies of heaven. Yes. So there's just countless armies in heaven and the commander in chief is Jesus. Mm. And he says, as the Lord of hosts lives. So Elijah here is so aware that mm. there's a massive army backing him up. That's so right. his attitude is one of quite cockiness, like, who are you, O King? I'm not afraid. You, do you know who's behind me here? <laughs> yeah. I've got the whole of heaven's army standing with Jesus himself as the commander in chief saying, mm. come on, you touch my boy. Totally outnumbered, totally but outnumbered. totally confident in who he was standing So with. one of the confidences to be able for us to be the last man standing is we need to know who our God is. That's right. We need to have a know, firstly, how powerful he is. Mm-hmm. But secondly, we know that he's alive. Mm-hmm. Their bold God was dead, That's was true. just merely an idol. But our God is alive. Mm-hmm. Elijah says to the king Ahab, how much longer will you waver? Mm-hmm hobbling between two opinions, <laughs> hobbling between two opinions. I love yeah. this translation. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, then follow him. Mm. Here he presents Ahab with a challenge. He does. Yeah. Right. He says, come on, we're going to do sacrifice now. Yeah. You build the altar. You put your sacrifice on. Let's see which God is going to answer. fire. Yes. Yeah. So he makes this almost like mission impossible. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So the prophets there, 450 of their prophets plus another 400 of Asher's prophets. That's mm. 850 of them all standing around. They build the offer, the, the sacrifice. They put a bull on top, cut it into pieces. And if it's no fire though, now they're going to pray. They're waiting and they're praying and they're dancing and they're going the entire day, aren't they? Mm. Uh, I do love this. But Elijah's challenge is this testimony. How long, uh, one of the others says, will you limp between two opinions? Mm -hmm. How long will you... How long will you try and think, oh, this will answer your prayers. This is the way to do it. Who is your true and living God? Are we going to try this method or will you try that method? We'll we'll try an experiment with this or something. And then, hey, I suppose it's come to this. We have to now pray. Yes. It's like, you know, God's our last resort. No, stop limping and hobbling between the two. We've got to believe in God and say, I believe in God. And that's get towards the end of the day and absolutely nothing's happened. They've started to cut themselves. I love one translation that says they were having a rave. They were raving. They were just pleased. Prophet of Baal sent some fire and well, they were being made a mockery of when they went. Mm. And so Elijah says, that's fine. Let's get some water. Let's throw water <laughs> well, on this, wait, this wait, wait, sacrifice back up three times. Back up. So, so that's a whole day. They sit a there, whole day. whole day they Nothing fight happened. raving. Just by the way, going to raves is not going to get the job done. Okay? Pro- protesting in, in no. this time that we're living in. How what? many of those have we seen in this last year? People mm. protesting about politics. People protesting about racism and this and that and the next thing. And I'm not saying any of that is right or wrong. But what I'm saying is raving about it. Hey, you've got to take it to God. 
He's the one who can solve the problems. Well, it, it, this is what it's boiling down to, Wayne, is who is our true source? Mm. Are we looking to all these other solutions or are we so confident in our God lives and he will answer? So raving the entire day made no difference. We can rave in, even in our emotions. Yes. We can go crazy in our heads and our frustration and anger. And it'll be like us raving, as it were, mm. and it's not going to accomplish anything. No. We have to put our trust in the Most High God. Elijah now, at the end of the day, says, right, boys, it's my turn. Watch this. Mm -hmm. Just one man against 850 of them, or 450 of Baal plus the 400 of Asia. Mm -hmm. And he rebuilds. And very interesting, he takes 12 stones representing the yes, 12 tribes of Israel. Mm -hmm. So that's, this was... That's covenant. <laughs> covenant, <laughs> yes. Totally covered. And yeah. that must have been such a wake-up uh, call for all the people that were watching. Because the whole mm -hmm. nation is watching this. Um, and so he rebuilds the altar. And then he does something crazy. He puts the, the wood and the, the sacrifice on the top and everything. But now he does something totally weird. Listen to this. He takes water. He says, pour water on mm. top of it. And he saturates it, not once, but not twice. Yeah. Three times. He actually drags trenches around the, the altar there. And the water has filled Captured the trenches. It. Listen, yeah. water was the most precious resource mm. that they had. It hadn't rained for three years. Yeah. So they're taking the most precious thing and they've offered it to God. He's offered it to God and said this. And now he says, now I'm going to pray. Listen to these words. When Elijah prays, immediately the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven mm -hmm. and burned up the young bull, the wood, the stones, and even the dust. Mm -hmm. It even licked up all the water in the trench. And when the people saw it, they fell on their face on the ground and they cried out, the Lord, he is God. Yes, the Lord is God. That's right. It makes me really think in this time when, what are we doing with our testimony? Are we just hiding away? Like mm, perhaps the prophets, the prophets in the caves? Or is it time for us to be the last man standing? And mm. you may feel outnumbered. You may feel that the whole world is against you. Mm. But when you get a word from the Lord, like Elijah, he, he acted on that word and he went and he said, it's a true living God. He will answer by fire. And you know that fire of God ex exposed the truth of who he was. Our test, it started with a testimony. So the testimony exposed the truth of who mm. God is and who he is. Is it time for us as Christians to stop messing around in the silence mm. and to start and come forward and say, this is, this, I'll be the last man standing. Mm. I'll tell you who, who you don't need to rave. Mm. You don't need to look in the wrong places as your source. Definitely. He is the true source. Claire, we use the word testimony. Mm. And the last man standing needs to give his testimony. He does. But it's something that interesting I saw. You know, Elijah didn't say, now, I want to tell you about the day that I got saved. Mm. It was 1951, mm. and this happened to me. I went to this course, and then that happened, and, and it's all about me, me, me. No, what he did was he spoke, I mean, he testified about who God was. Yeah. And he said, my God, I trust in him. He's the Lord. of." So when we testify, sometimes we make it all about us. Mm. We need to 
tell and testify about who he is. Mm. Remember, it's God who's got the power. He's the one with the armies. Mm. He's the one that's alive. So all we have to do is say, can I pray for you? Mm -hmm. I'm believing God that's going to heal you. And you slap your hands on them and you start Mm -hmm. to pray for them. And the miracle power working of God hits them. Mm. And next thing they're healed and they say, I believe he is the one. Sometimes we get so caught up in trying to get the right words and tell stories. And so we need to extol him. The Bible says, if you will lift up the name of Jesus, he will draw all men unto himself. It's a work of the Holy Spirit when someone gives their life to Jesus. It's not of us. Mm -hmm. So when you want to testify, oh man, we mustn't be silenced by the world system around us. But we need to heal Lord, you want me to just go and knock on my neighbor's door? Okay, I'll do that. And then you knock on their door and say, can I pray for you? Can I? Or drop them a verse. Make God known. Mm-hmm. Make him famous. There's some people in some very dark places, yes. just like those prophets. And they are crying out daily for hope. For mm. They don't have rain. They're mm. in drought in some situation in their lives. And your testimony is also like when you've when you've prayed, we've been on a 21-day fast, Wayne, and we've prayed, and I'm sure there's been some answers to prayer. And Elijah went up to that altar and prayed, and the fire flow. Has, has God answered your prayer? Do you know that mm. that's your testimony? That's a testimony. It's mm. to say, prayer, do you know yeah. what? In this dark time, in pandemic, perhaps mm. I had no job, and God supernaturally provided mm. for me this way and mm. that way. I didn't know how to teach my kids, and God has helped me. That is your testimony as much as it is telling them the day you were born again. It's part of it. And it's powerful Mm. because that is where people are at. They want to hear who is the real God who will answer those prayers. When you go through a hard time, you've experienced loss, Mm. loss of finances, loss of life, loss of, and and you're in a hard place, but you still got that smile on your face and people that, what's up with you? You say, I still have God. And he's held me and he's taken me through. That's a testimony when you tell them of how good God was, Mm. not how bad your situation was. So I I challenge you, don't be the prophets hiding, be the last man standing standing and tell somebody your testimony. Somebody out there needs to know there is a God that will take care of them, that will answer the prayers, that will eliminate the drought in their lives Mm. and bring life. Yeah, as we close, Let's go back a couple of weeks when Steve was preaching and Gordon. We're all talking about hearing what God Mm. is saying. And are we prepared to act on that? We're not asking you to run out now and just go do crazy things and have a rave. (laughs) What I'm asking you to do is listen. Mm. And when the Holy Spirit prompts you to do something, say, yes, Lord, Mm. I'm going to do it. And you might start shaking and shivering and thinking, oh, I'm so scared. But remember, the army of heaven is backing you. The king of kings is backing you. He's alive. What can man do to you? Mm -hmm. And we testify and tell somebody about Jesus. 